Apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. So I heard a story today, and it was really quite a surprise. They recalled the progressive in San Fran. I couldn't believe my eyes. The people have had it with this soft on crime and no bail kind of stuff. It's too dangerous out there, and the people has had enough. <laughs> the new Democrat and gun law gave them a win. It won't stop things because there are no deterrents from going in. The bad guys have guns, and that is a fact. Let's deal with that first. Then we can circle back. If This won't pass the Senate, so I guess we will see. But these fools on the Hill are not in reality. Raising the age to 21 really isn't that bad. It's pointless and pandering, and really quite sad. Now, I want to say that I don't think that I am dumb. I don't wet the bed, and I don't suck my thumb. I can see things with my own very two eyes. Then in January 21, prices started to rise. It wasn't when Putin started his war. It's when the Biden took office months before. Whether or not Joe is really to blame, he's left holding the bag. And that is a shame. Because it isn't him. It's who he wants to please. The energy haters and the lover of trees. What can we do and move ahead, Murple? Murple? Well, like San Francisco, we're just going to be purple. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jim Battisti, and that good-looking beast over there is Joe Aguirre. Um, Yeah, let's get right into this. I watched Joe Biden give his speech to the truckers right today, 
And I just, I had to turn it off mid-speech because I am so, I am just so tired of listening to this old conjure blame everybody for everything else. Now, I can remember back when COVID started, when COVID first started hitting us really hard and Joe Biden was on the campaign trail. And he even said then that, yeah, Trump might not be responsible for the COVID, but he's the president of the United States and the buck stops there. Well, guess what, Joe? The buck stops with you, except not $1, $5 per gallon, right? Because we're, what, four cents away from the national average of a gallon of gasoline being $5? So I, I don't care who's to blame. I don't want to get into with Joe here, like the blame game. I don't want to do that. What I want to talk about is this. You get He gets up on his freaking pulpit, and he just blames. And he tries to blame and he tries to blame. Nope. It's the freaking Putin pipe hike. It's the ultra magas. It's this, it's that it's the oil companies gouging. Is it true? Maybe probably who, but you know what, Joe, you're the president of the United States and to quote Joe Biden, the buck stops there. So stop freaking blaming people. I'm tired of it. Okay. I don't care. Nobody in America right now cares who's to blame. We just want it fixed period. Now, I watched his speech, and he went on about how we're in the strongest economy, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know what? We have the strongest job growth coming off the, the weakest job growth, number one. Number two, we still have a very upside-down economy where the demand for workers are more than freaking uh, uh, people willing to work. That, that, that alone, everybody, just to let everybody know that I'm not a Joe Biden, it's all Joe Biden inflation, Right. That alone right there, people not going back to work, right? That is causes inflation, guys. <laughs> that, that, that helps inflation. People not going into the work system, people are in, into the work environment, then people have to get paid more for the people that are there. Therefore, people raise prices to make up for those wages. Inflation, guys, right? So you're not helping your cause by not working. Joe Biden might be to blame. He might not be. I say he is. Joe say he isn't. We're going to stop it right there because I don't want to get into the blame game. Do you, Joe? Do you really want to get in the blame game? Or oh, do you want to just get into the let's just try to fix a game? Well, they should be in the try to fix a game. And I and I and I think they're doing that. It's not going well. That at I all. know. It no. all. So the I, prices I, are going up. They're not even going down. I, you know, it would be one thing if they were slowly dropping, but they're not dropping at all. So in that speech to the truckers, I don't know if you heard it or not, but he's bragging about his accomplishment and how he led the world in releasing the most amount of barrels ever from the reserve, the, the, the reserve, the petroleum reserve. Well, good on you, Joe. That didn't lower the frigging gas prices one cent. What did you do? You did nothing. You put a Band-Aid on diarrhea. That's what you did. It's thoughts and let prayers that, on a school shooting. <laughs> let that image sink in a little bit, right? A Band-Aid and diarrhea. Go ahead. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> yes, it no, is. Well, yes, you know, it, listen, you're right. I mean, again, it, it's the the most anyone's ever taken out of the reserve. That's great. The price is still ridiculous. That's right. So is he trying to do something? I don't know. I mean, I, he tried. It didn't work. So now what? I mean, what, it's, what are they it, doing it, now? It, it, look, this is it's, it's simple pandering. It's, you know, they suspended the gas tax in Connecticut first through June, now through December. It's it's per car. It saves about fifty bucks per person. 
a year. It's yeah, a, a year. year. It's not do, yeah. I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, thanks, but no thanks. But they got to do something. But again, the prices are going further up. You know, here in Connecticut, there's been like thirty um, complaints of price gouging with gas stations. As you said, of course that's going to happen. That's how this all works. It's supply and demand. You got to throw in again the uh, the the supply chain problem as well. We've got lots of stuff on our ports that we don't have the manpower to unpack, and so those things sit there. And if it's something everybody wants, the price of the ones in the store is going up until they can restock the shelf. So I did. You're 100 right, man. Right? It's, it's just I, I heard something else today that is extremely interesting. We have increased our export of oil and natural gas and natural gas to Europe a crap ton. I can't, I want to tell you a number. I want to say it's like 50% more than we have been, right? I, I want, I, but I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it is a lot, which means that is more revenue coming in from the United to the United States from Europe. Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if five, six years down the road, the national deficit de starts to decrease because of all the money coming in from Europe, because of all the money that we're, we're getting be selling all this uh, oil and petroleum products. That'd be something that Joe Biden and his administration, because that could very easily happen, Joe. You know what I'm saying? That could very easily happen. All of freaking Europe and Western Europe decides, you know what? Screw Russia. We're done. All, all Joe Biden has to do is turn on some pipelines, turn on some uh, uh, federal land drilling, some offshore drilling, and we'll become the greatest exporter to Europe of natural gas. That would be a fantastic move on his part. Fantastic. But he refuses to do that. Why? So Frank's fat fingers, he was trying to text, uh, <laughs> if we're exporting oil, then that means that the oil companies are doing... And that's where he accidentally hit enter when he didn't mean to. And I'm pretty sure if I'm reading you right here, Frank, based on the other comments, if we're exporting that much oil, it means the companies are doing really well. Yes, they are. Uh, they're making record profits. And I would say that in some cases where there's a decrease because of the politicians, there's an increase on the oil company side. And so... It, again, listen, that's still on Joe Biden. Do something about it. You know, I saw, uh, God, Chris Murphy on Twitter again today uh, talking about how we have to hold Donald Trump accountable for January 6th. And it's like, for the love of Christ, dude, get off of Twitter and go do something. Stop. Stop talking about it on Twitter. Oh, whoa, you, what, whoa, what is the Joe. what is the Chris Murphy's trying to win the war on Twitter? Joe, you mean the Honorable Mr. Murphy who got up on the Senate floor and, and almost burst into tears, emotional, trying to raise the gun buying age by three years. That was this was one of his babies. He like almost spearheaded this whole gun law change that is absolutely doing that's going to do absolutely nothing. And it's just so they can say we pass. I guarantee they're going to say transformative. They're going to use the word transformative or historical gun law. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
changes, right? Gun law changes, right? Uh, I can't think of this. Reform? So, yes, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. There they, you go. They, they passed the gun law reform. When in all actuality, you didn't do a damn thing. You didn't do a damn thing. And Frank, the only reason why they're bringing up January, and the only reason they're hitting January 6th up this hard, the only reason why they're putting it out and publicizing it as hard as they can is to distract from their losing record. Speaking of losing records, I just have to give my tap, my you know, tip of the cap here to the almost 750% winning Yankees. <laughs> Great season so far. Amazing. Amazing. Not gonna lie. I mean, way better record than Joe Biden, right? Even if the Yankees were 500, they'd have a better record than Joe Biden. Honestly, let's talk about Joe Biden's winning record policy. And I mean, the big policy, he got that infrastructure bill out that he wanted to get, correct? Even though he made a lot of concessions to get it pushed through. Yeah, that's how it works. And that's about it. That's about it. I can't, I, I was literally trying as I was writing uh, some stuff up for this, trying to think of what he has done and got passed that is good. Yeah, that, that, that is bipartisan. That was, you know, he keeping his, his campaign promise of being the great uniter. Like what has he done? Jo? And he is over. I'll give him the one. All right, I'll give him the, uh, the uh, uh, infrastructure bill. So he's one for like, hundred that's not a good record and if you're looking back and if you're going to make your decision in the polls this november or in two years november i.e 2024 you really want to vote for that kind of a losing record i mean and it's not just joe biden it's the whole time it's the entire party right now that has a losing record that bad i mean who who is really going to back the losers right now did the did the republicans step on their cranks Oh, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't have waited till December to talk about Roe v. Wade. I mean, all they had to do was wait six more months, Joe, and it would have been a clean sweep. Yeah, but, you know, it's funny. They don't generally give a crap uh, about time frame. They just do what they want and nobody stops them. They've been doing that since Merrick Garland. And, you know, why would this be any different? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, here's the other thing. I tried to explain this to my wife today, who smugly just like laughed it off. I was like, you guys are failing with your message because people are tired of people like you and the stuff that you're saying. It's overwhelming. Um, we are going to talk about January 6th in a minute, mostly because Frank keeps asking about it. But um, I want to I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to play something real quick. And and uh, and we can sort of get into this because I think this is going to work out one of two ways for the Democrats. This is either going to blow up in their face More or likely. it's going to have minimal effect. <laughs> both of them are probably are both likely. So it's a best I mean, it's case a scenario stuff. for them is that this doesn't totally damage them, but. I do find this very compelling, and I will say this for anybody who's not paying attention to the January 6th hearing, it's Trump's fault. Like, we got that, right? I don't think that anybody's confused whether it, it turns into a criminal prosecution or not is not for this, this group to decide anyway. 
that's something the FBI would would ultimately do. So Touché. let's let's put that aside for a minute. If Barack Obama had decided not to yield power to Trump in 2016, we would have we would have lost our minds, right? I mean, collectively, we would have taken the Capitol that day, probably. <laughs> the, what we're seeing and and what the Democrats attempting to prove is that this was a seven part conspiracy on the part of people like Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro and Trump and his closest allies that despite the fact that they knew and under deposition, they've all said that they told them it was in the case of William Barr bullshit. There's no thought here, buddy. You have nothing to go on. So yeah. Donald Trump, right. I believed, believed he won. And now it's clear. He knew he didn't win. And he continued to say those things and he got banned from Twitter and people were like, why? What's the big deal? And this thing just continued to snowball now. And this is the Democrats are going to have to show us this in the next week, or this will be again, like Russia and the Ukraine impeachment stuff. This will be another blowing up in their face thing. It, so far, everything I think has been pretty bad for Trump. I don't think it's anything anybody didn't know. I mean, we all knew he was like, yeah, hang pants. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Sour, sour loser. I get it. Asshole. Yeah, absolutely. We've all said this. We're looking for a direct link like we didn't see in Russia. Like there, I guess, ultimately wasn't a phone call with Zelensky. But I do think it's important to, to understand the process. And I think more importantly, Jimmy, and I know you agree with me. If Jim Jordan or Mo Brooks or Lauren Boeber or Marjorie Taylor Greene were in on the planning of this and that this was a much more, and that's what I believe they're going to eventually get to, I think those people should be immediately expelled from their jobs and should be never allowed to be the whole office again. As per the Constitution. I, I, you know what, Joe? I really would not disagree with that at all. Right. If there was a conspiracy to let, let me just say this first and foremost, and then I, and I, then I'll get back to agreeing with you, <laughs> which is rare. Right. It, it, but actually, it's been happening a little bit more. Yeah. It's, and it's OK. How it's okay. do you pick somebody and how do you charge somebody with a crime that didn't happen? Because James, James, on, if no, I took on. a gun and I shot oh, you in the on. face and the bullet deflected off your skull, what's the charge? Hold on. What's let me finish. A coup d'etat is the words that we've been hearing. Well, in order for a coup d'etat to happen, it has to happen. Otherwise, it's just a freaking bunch of idiots with no guns running to a building screaming and shouting. Now, could now and and I want to say this as well that do I think Trump is responsible? Yes, I do. I think he is responsible via, uh, through complicity. I don't think that he's whispering in people's ear going, hey, go storm the Capitol. And if he was, then I'll be the first to say that he should go to jail. OK, if he if it turns out that Trump was planning a coup d'etat or trying to uh, 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 reverse the election results, then, yes, he should be prosecuted 100 percent, just like anybody should. Yeah. But I don't believe that. Like. Nothing has come out saying that there has been a direct, a direct link from Trump to 
whomever. It's been the backdoor channel, Steve Bannon, all those people, right? Who nobody's ever liked them ever in the first place, right? Like nobody's ever liked Steve Bannon and said, yeah, he's a stand-up guy. I don't ever remember hearing that from anybody ever. But anyways, I digress. But I will say this. The poorly, the most poorly planned coup d'etat, the most poorly planned riot, the most. So I stand corrected. I want I want to go in and, uh, on record and say that I was wrong. The, the crowd that was at the Trump rally. I found out was not the crowd that actually rioted at the Capitol. That was miles apart. I didn't like. I was unaware of that. So I don't. I was unaware that that crowd is already present at the Capitol. So when I said earlier in the program in the months that these people went to the Capitol with no weapons, with no guns, they had no plan. I was mistaken. Right on, right. Jimmy. And again, listen. Eight hundred sixty-two people have been arrested. Okay, from January sixth. And I would say probably 800 of those people were wrong place, wrong time, saw the doors open and walked in and have been arrested for it. There is a handful of people, Oath Keepers and Proud Boys specifically, who were on a mission, a coordinated mission. And again, we need to see the evidence of who put them up to it. And I'm beyond because I already know Trump's very much responsible just in his words and his tweets. I'm more concerned about whether members of Congress actively yes, participated that, that, that in that. Would be... I think that's the real, because again, dude, who doesn't know it's Trump? Trump's responsible. Even Mitch McConnell said it. Kevin McCarthy said it uh, on, on an a audio recording the other day. No one's, we all get it was his fault. His own kid said it. <laughs> I'm really curious because again, dude, if these guys were planning something and we only know about two of the seven parts, according to the Democrats. And again, they tend to be full of shit, but if what they're saying is provable and true, I think there might need to be mechanisms put in place to ensure that that never happens again. And I'm sure there will be. And I, but I do want to, but I they do didn't do anything this. about the cyber attacks of 2016. We're still as vulnerable. So will they do something? I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying they pipeline. need to. And I, and I hope America's seen this on prime time that they'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. If the next guy does it, I'm not going to like it. And if the next day, again, do we talk about how this this bounces back and forth? Right. It's a bad idea when the Republicans do it. It's a terrible idea when the Democrats do it. We need to nip it in the bud. But again, as far as Trump being culpable, it's all him. I'm more concerned about I'm more concerned about the who else was involved and at what level. Yeah, you know, I am very concerned about that. I am. Now, again, I, if Trump comes, if it comes out that Trump was the mastermind and planned it and was texting people to go convict them, and I'll denounce that, and I'll denounce him as, as much as the next guy, as much as any other liberal. But if he just sat there and didn't stop it, yeah, that's a dick move, period, period. Because you know you have that influence where you could have, right? So not doing it is a just a dick move, plain and simple. There's no other way to put that, but it doesn't make him. It's not illegal. You can't convict the man for staying silent. All right. right? I'm going to play a couple clips real quick. But hold uh, on before you do it. And I want you to, right? Yeah. yeah go ahead. But I do want to get this out, Joe. I do. 
This Please. is a committee made up of completely of liberals. There's not one Republican on the committee. Now, I want to put that out there. Go ahead and research it. It's true. 100%. Liz, Liz Cheney's a Republican. She's the co-chair. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on, Joe. Really? She, you know, she's like, a, she's the most anti-Trump freaking person anywhere. So that's not, what, I mean, that's. What, what does her anyways. being anti-Trump have to do with anything? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyways. Anyways. And the credibility. The credibility of the Democrats via the Russian hoax, the impeachment shit, that yeah. is that's hurting them. I yes. Think, oh, I I'm 100%, dude. 100%. They have no 100%, credibility. Jimmy, yes. So I, I, do I listen to it sometimes? Do I take it with a grain of salt? Absolutely. This has to be a home run, or like I said, yes. this will be, yes. it this has will to be, be like Geraldo opening up Capone's vault. You know what right. I mean? It, it'll be that kind of uh <laughs> catastrophe. Just a couple short clips. This is all Liz Cheney. I just she said some really impactful stuff and cleared up a couple of things, including the idea that this was spontaneous in nature. Multiple members of two groups, the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, have been charged with this crime for their involvement in the events leading up to and on January 6th. Some have pled guilty. The attack on our Capitol was not a spontaneous riot. Intelligence available before January 6th identified plans to, quote, invade the Capitol, occupy the Capitol, and take other steps to halt Congress's count of electoral votes that day. In our hearings to come, we will identify elements of those plans, and we will show specifically how a group of Proud Boys led a mob into the Capitol building on January 6th. What do you think of that? Are you blown away yet? Not at all. No. Um, I got to play you this, too. This is one of my favorite things that they played last night. This is uh, William Barr. No, just what I, yeah. I've been through. I've had, I had three discussions with the president that I can recall. One was on November 23rd. One was on December 1st. And one was on December 14th. And I've been through sort of the give and take of those discussions. And in that context, I made it clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to be a part of it. And that's one of the reasons that went into me deciding to leave when I did. I observed, uh, I think it was on December 1st, that, you know, how can we, you can't live in a world where, where the incumbent administration stays in power based on its view, unsupported by specific evidence, that the election, that there was fraud in the election. So you see what I'm saying, dude? It, it, everybody around him was telling him yep. it wasn't true. And he chose to push this thing anyway. And I I find that concerning. Like, seriously. And, and for anybody who's like, Trump won, it's like, dude, even he knows that he didn't win. And he's just saying that. And that's just, that can't happen. That can't be allowed. Because, again, if a Democrat does that in the future, we're going to we're gonna really be kicking ourselves. Which they will. Right. Why wouldn't they? If that's what you can do now, especially if you're already in office, 
Biden's going to be like, no, nah, I'm not leaving. I'm about yeah. to die. Well, I don't think that's ever. I honestly don't think that's ever going to happen. I honestly don't think there's going to be a president that says, no, I just chain himself in. Like, I, I just don't. I I just. By the way, that said, Trump did leave on the 19th. He didn't even stay yeah. until the 20th. Wow. <laughs> that, the irony there. He wanted to stay in office. <laughs> he ended up leaving a day early. Day early. Yeah. And that just goes to show this man's mental state at that point. And, and in my opinion, it was this, Joe. <laughs> that, that's all yep. it was. I have freaking four kids, and every one of them did it when they were three. They acted like Donald Trump when they were freaking three. And you know what I did? I spanked them. I spanked it on them. I mean, that's yeah. what you do, right? I mean, this, that's Trump is a freaking. He's. It's, in my opinion, is he? Did he break the law? I don't know. Right? He might have come close. He may have. I don't know. Yeah, we'll wait and see. I, I always say that. I'm fair across the board. We'll wait and see. More guilty than that is he is uh, he he incites his base, and that's all that's for. Right? He does. It's all theatrics. That's let's be honest. This is a reality TV show host, people. Right. And he made a crap ton of money doing that. Trust me. But it's all theatrics for his base. And I don't know. I, I just don't understand why. There's just so much. There's just so much crap out there saying that there, no, there's no there was no collusion. Number one. And they believe that. But yes, there was no election fraud. They don't believe that. Like, I don't understand why people get to pick and choose what they want to believe. Look, I don't want to believe that the Democrat, the Republican party was involved in that, but if it's true, it's freaking true. And I got to denounce that because that's what's right. Don't people are dying on their swords following a political party, not the truth. And it, and, and it's happening on both sides. You can see it. The, 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 the always Trumpers and then the freaking far, far, far extreme left progressives. They're going to fall. They're going to die on their sword, man. And they're going to fight that fight to the end. And I'm just going to sit around and I hope the rest of the, the rest of us that live in the, you know, the real world, the middle of America, you know, yep, are just here to laugh at them when they do. When, when they both sides crash, I just want to freaking be here to laugh at them. So please so keep Chris, watching the show. <laughs> Chris Moscone, uh little Diz says uh, Mike Pence couldn't change if he wanted to. Now, uh, I told you this uh, earlier, Jimmy, Mike Pence, when he heard what the plan was, that they were going to decertify the electors in the five states Trump questioned and alleged there was fraud, and they were going to bring in five uh, rogue electors who would cast the ballots in those states. This is what uh, Steve Banner referred to as the Green Bay sweep. The Green Bay sweep, right? Yeah, this was going to be the way they were going to procedurally get Trump to stay in office. Mike Pence ran this by his best friend, who's a constitutional attorney, who was like, Steve Bannon's out of his fucking mind. That's <laughs> not a thing. You can't do that. And Pence then told Trump, like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I talked to my guy. That's not a thing that we can do. Um. This is also slightly disturbing and is one of the longest comments ever. Uh, Trump said his supporters chanting on January 6, 2001, to hang Vice President Mike Pence, quote, had the right idea and that Pence, quote, deserved it. The committee investigating the attack revealed. 
aware of the rioters' chance to hang Mike Pence, the president responded with this sentiment, quote, quote, maybe our supporters have the right idea, end quote. Mike Pence deserves it. That's messed up. And I don't know how Mike Pence feels about that. I suppose not good. I would But, yeah, that's got to be a first, I would say, in American history where the president suggested that somebody murder the vice president. <laughs> there was a lot of firsts with this president. But, yes, I would have to agree that that's probably the first time for that kind of sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Chris, you're right. It is disgusting. And I've always said I'm, like, I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. And I don't like Trump. Right. I like Trump policies. I like what he did for the country. I like how my bank account grew. I like how every bank account grew. I, but I don't like him. He is a freaking doucher. All right. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to try to not swear tonight. Uh, but he is, he, he's just a bad person. And there's no reason for it. Cause you and I talked on the phone earlier and I said to you, this guy, there's, he's got a charming quality about him when he wants to apply it when he needs to apply it. And I figured when he became president, you would see the guy from The Apprentice. You would see fun Donald Trump that he would have, you know, figured out how to be cool. Then he would have been able to charm himself into a second term even. And instead, he went like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I have a theory of why. Here's what my theory of why Trump was such a bad Republican. And I need to say that emphasize that because he wasn't a republican <laughs> he's no. not a republican he doesn't know how to be a republican he doesn't he's not he was a democrat until the day he announced his freaking his bid to run he, he donated to every democrat in the past you know as long as he's been alive until he decided to run as a republican so he doesn't know how to be a republican yeah <laughs> he'd he, he doesn't want to be a president, more importantly. Right? And that's the and I call it the great experiment. And now it's over. We we hired a businessman to be a president. Uh, some things were good, some things were awful. Some things were just friggin' awful. So I the experiment's over, guys. Let's get back to serious brass tacks. Let's get back to serious representation and let's get to the voting booths. Period. By the way, no one's no one's brought this up in the comments or on this show, but it happens a lot where the well, you know, what about the the BLM stuff from the summer of George Floyd? 604 arrests, including the guy who burned down the uh, police station in Minnesota. So, we are actively arresting people for both of those separate riots. As we should, Jimmy, right? Correct. If you broke the law, if you invaded the Capitol or you burned out a Best Buy, you're going to jail. As you should. Because you can protest. You just can't break shit. That's right. And I, mean, I think that's that's fair. I I would agree. I would have to agree with you on this. I really do, Joe. And I, you know I hate doing that. <laughs> All hey, right. I uh, got... Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, one more Liz Cheney thing. That's a quick one. It was, I thought, her best line of the night. You probably have already seen it or you know it. If not, uh, I love that she did this. Now, mind you, this is a woman who's about to be primaried out in August. All the polls in Wyoming 
show that traitor Liz Cheney, as they've come, they've come to call her, uh, is standing her moral ground here. And here's what she said to her colleagues. In our country, we don't swear an oath to an individual or a political party. We take our oath to defend the United States Constitution. And that oath must mean something. Tonight, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. Oof. I feel like I should be playing Gangster's Paradise right now. I feel that like was that one's going to be That's going to be played over and over and oh, if this if all this comes out and he's guilty and some guilty, you know, the big name players get charged and they're guilty, that's going to be played. That's going to be the Democratic freaking uh, uh, uh campaign slogan. Yeah. For 2024 right there and they and they could win on it. They could. Now, however, we are assuming that this is all the what she and the committee say it is, and there's no, and there's no, you know, there's nothing to back her again, dude. Up this is another end. nothing burger, boy. She's gonna eat those words <laughs> until the end. It's words. nothing, but yeah. she. But this is what I'm saying, Joe. How can these people on the hill? These are the people that are supposed to be determining what's right and what's wrong, but they're already, they're already got their minds made up with what's going on, what happened. There's no, there's no investigation. There's no trial. There's no, there, there's no seeking the truth. She's got her main, main, she's got her mind made up. There's nothing. There's no sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that's at all a fair representation of this country and a, in an investigation into our in president of the United States, a former president of the United States. But that's just me. I thought we were a republic, where you know fair representation is the whole cornerstone. There's no fair representation on that panel. No, there, I said there, that a long time ago. There could have when been. When they made it. Yeah. Uh, they nominated Jim Jordan to that committee. Kevin that McCarthy have, no, did. Again, would that have been and fair? Because the, no, it wouldn't Jim have been. Jordan got subpoenaed because of his role on January 6th. It wouldn't have been fair. He was a He's a Trump can freaking walk on water guy. So he right. would have swayed the other way. So it's not, again, it's not fair either way you. But you got you can't you needed to make three freaking never Trumpers and three always Trumpers, regardless of what party they're on, and that's what it needed to be. But it's not there. You have how many nine never Trumpers up there? You have nine people that loathe, hate Donald Trump and have their minds made up already, man. That's what I'm not even. That's, I know it's going to happen. I know. It, it's I. I don't need to watch it. Yeah, but the the evidence is the evidence. Sure. You know the the Very evidence true. the evidence isn't going to be slanted one way or the other. The again and and they've got a lot. They're saying a lot of stuff here, and they got to back this up because again, this will be the third major failure where they've got Trump up against the wall. If nothing comes of this, I I, I mean again, I've seen from a lot of people, people like Frank, who were like, "Dude, I'm I'm over this. I don't even care anymore. I know it was Trump's fault." He's going to walk away scot-free like he always does, like he's been doing for 50 years. This well, won't you be know any what? That's different. All of them. That's every politician. They mean you, and that's fine. Yeah, that's but I mean, dude, him, you, you know better than anybody, him being from New York, dude. I mean, this guy doesn't pay bills, doesn't pay contractors, files for bankruptcy all the time. I mean, finds ways to, to get around everything. 
and he's and he I mean literally has broken the law multiple times on a federal level as the president nothing's happened I don't know if, if you can technically break the law if you're president but anyways that's neither here nor there you're 100% right and I'm not disagreeing with you I'm I bet not. you would not have said that the 8 years Obama was in office Oh, I have. He's the president. president could do no wrong. He, there, Leave him alone. There, there are presidential uh, uh, privileges. There are. As there should be, dude. You're, you're voted by every freaking American. You know what I'm saying? There, there should be, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Before we go to our break, Joe, before we go, um, so if you didn't watch the speech, then the gaffe won't matter. So I'm, I want to talk real quick about the 18 shootings that happened over this past weekend, not each uh, one specifically, but that there were, right? There were 18 more shootings this past, on Saturday and Sunday, this past Saturday, Sunday, last weekend, and not one mention of it, right? But we're going to raise the gun laws by three years. We're going to raise the law to purchase a gun by three years. That's what they're doing. That this is, that's, that's their big, their, key strategy on gun control and stopping fucking school shootings. Oh, shit. Poop, I swore. But again, school shootings really get my blood boiling and I'm sorry, but they're not doing anything. And that's the whole point of this. They're not doing anything. And by signing the stupid freaking bill, it's just a straight pander. Look, we did it. Oh, yay. We did. Screw you. You still haven't done anything. What? In the, I mean, all right, I, I gotta go. I gotta. We gotta take a break. All right, because I'm getting really upset, and I don't want to. But Joe will get me out of my funk, right? After we come back from the break, because I really enjoyed listening to his crap. Hence the reason I named it. Joe's two men in the crap coming right after the break. There's no bigger investment than home ownership, and to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All right, Mike Lindell, the raving lunatic pillow pitch man, still claims that he has indisputable evidence that the 2020 election was stolen through rampant voter fraud. Yes, Lindell claims <laughs> that it happened again in the Georgia primary where current governor Brian Kemp easily won the nomination with 73% of the vote. Now... Now, I don't know why he doesn't just release it right away. Uh, despite Candace Taylor only getting 3% of the vote, sorry about this small graphic, I meant to make this one bigger, Lindell told Taylor that she really won the vote. They just need the Republican Secretary of State to find them 845,097 votes. See what you can do, bud. As you can imagine, Taylor loves Lindell. And with friends like Mike, seriously, who needs enemies? 
And and no, uh, I don't think that this guy's a gift to anyone or anything. You know, unless you need a better pillow for your neck or whatever. <laughs> this guy always finds a way, no matter what, to plug those stupid pillows. Now, despite a billion-dollar lawsuit against him, Lindell continues to claim the voting machines have a mind of their own. We must terminate the machines. Look, the best part is Lindell and the rest of Trump's allies have a really hard time explaining. Jimmy, if the vote was rigged, how did Trump endorsed candidate Herschel Walker win <laughs> on those same machines? Okay, number I don't one. Get it. I, I love when Joe comes on. I love it. I love when you do your when you when you do your bet. You know why? Because you pick the worst people in the world to rag on, and it cracks me up. We're talking about the my pillow guy who invented the my pillow on a crack binge. Yeah. By the way, this guy is yeah, okay. physical. This guy's physical proof that we lost the war on drugs. Yeah. You know, he is now, living I, proof of that. I will say this. I, I, and I'm not trying to defend this guy just because he put that stupid picture of Jesus and the lion in his ads. Did you see the the giant picture of Jesus and the lion in his ads? Yes. Okay. You know the lion represents Trump, right? Of course. Like, you're a moron. Like, you got to quit smoking a crack. I thought you quit. And he, and he did, right? And I say did. He had a great story. This is a guy that was literally on a crack binge drug addicted almost on the brink of freaking bottom now he's a ceo of a very successful company and if lest we forget during the height of covid when he shut down the my pillow factories and started making masks for everybody he was awesome then but now i mean but that's that's the guys let's not forget right this guy yeah. spent the majority of his adult life smoking crack i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying I've told you this before, you know, General George Custard is known as what? Isn't he the uh, uh, guy who lost? Yeah, right? He's uh, he's the coward. Uh, he got ambushed, that yeah. little Bigfoot or whatever. Little Bigfoot. Do you Bigfoot. know that he led the cavalry battle at the battle uh, that won the Civil War, the Battle yeah. of Gettysburg? I do. And he goes down in history, rather than being the guy that beat the Confederacy, he goes down as the guy who's a coward. It's it's funny how these sorts of things happen. Mike Lindell, I get that he loves the president. I get it. But there was no voter fraud. If there was evidence of voter fraud, for the love of Christ, it's 2022. It's been like almost two years. There's no evidence of voter fraud. There just isn't. Just stop saying that. Let's focus on how stupid the Green New Deal is or how dementia out Biden is. Stick to things that are real and relevant and inflation's bad and food prices. Let's stop with this election fraud nonsense. What is it going to do anyway? What is it going to do? What, is, what are you going to do? Mike, you were right. Good job, bud. Yeah. Right again, it's like what do you it. think two years yeah. in they're gonna be like, oh, actually, <laughs> Trump gets to be the president again. It's over. It's over, just dude. Move on. Just focus point, on your if you're Trump, just focus on your re-election. Like that's yeah, it. Right? 
Exactly. At this point, even friggin' uh, Mitch McConnell would be like, oh, crap, there was. No, no, no. Let's just not tell anybody. Let's just, let's just move on, right? Because we need to. We need to move on. We need to get past Trump, right? The Trump hysteria is still rampant. And it's amazing to me how rampant. Now, not be, not for anything. And I don't want to upset anybody. And I don't want to piss anybody off. But for anybody that still is a diehard Trumper, the man's irrelevant right now. He truly is irrelevant. What we need to be concentrating on is what is relevant. What is going on? Don't Okay, in two more years, fine. You want to become a Trumper again when he announces that he's going to run? Fine. But until then, the man ain't doing anything. He's not doing, and he can't. What does he have any influence over? What can he change? He can't do a thing. Stop it. Get the frig over it. Stop. By the way, 32 states, based on no evidence except for Trump and Mike Lindell saying it, have tightened up voting registration laws. And none of those same 32 states, despite the overwhelming evidence of school shootings, have not passed any laws in any way, shape, or form to protect kids at school. Thank you. It's a, it's a, again, bad look for the Republicans in a very winnable election year. You're seemingly trying to find as many ways as possible to not win. It looks like it, doesn't it? It does. I'm it, telling I mean, you, Jimmy, this looks like they took the Democrats' playbook and they're like, let's give this a shot. Let's see. If we just gap all the way through this, if we could still win, they just want to see if they can just for just to I see guess. if they can. I guess. <laughs> if Biden can do it, guys, so can we, dude. Right? I'm saying, like, you know, the the Roe v. Wade thing, and like I said last week or or two weeks ago, you know, who mobilizes better at voter registration than feminist liberal women? You know, you've just given them a reason to write more letters and to register more voters. Like bad idea Un- in an election year, right? And, Unbelievable! And, uh, like you couldn't you could have waited six shootings. more months. I'm telling you, it's it's unbelievable how poorly they're playing this. And then it's like you know, and I saw Chris mentioned before Ron DeSantis, who's I think equally as evil as Trump, has done such a better job presenting himself, and he and he makes it like if you don't agree with him, like you're the asshole. <laughs> Like he DeSantis really seems to have it down where like if you don't like Ron DeSantis, there's something wrong with you. And you're like, oh, maybe you're right, dude. I don't know. They're he right. He does that. And Trump, you're like, this guy's fucked up. It's not even close. So, you know, again, I think the Republicans, you're gonna need to rally around somebody sooner rather than later. I would pick the guy who's not under FBI investigation. Yeah, I would. That would be a good bet. I'm just saying. And you know what's funny, Joe? Like I, 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 I don't even want to get into it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know what? I'm not. We're not going to get into it. I'm going to move on to this topic. You ready for this? Yes. Who's going to be on the ticket in 24? Is it going to be Trump, DeSantis? Or do you think it could be DeSantis question mark? I think these hearings will have a really huge impact on whether it's Trump or DeSantis. 
It's one of the two, right? It's got to be. Oh, 100%. Listen, 100%. if Trump comes out of this thing unscathed as usual, like the Teflon Don that he is, then it's going to be him. And maybe DeSantis rides shotgun on the ticket. Really? I, yeah. I think the more interesting thing is, is what in God's good name are the Democrats going to do? Because as if, listen, Nothing. hold on. Hold on, let me explain for a minute and throw your bullshit out for a minute. Never mind the fake man stuff, because he's fine. His age is obviously a concern, because dementia could, it, it happens, it happens. He's also at great risk of just not waking up one day, because he's a million years old. What happened? Did I lose you? Nothing's going right for him. Right. I mean, I'll even throw you the Afghanistans and all the other failures that he's had. It hasn't gone well. It's been a very Jimmy Carter-like presidency. My question is, do the Democrats come up with a whole new ticket? Is it Peter Buttigieg and Cory Booker? Because you gotta, you're going to have to get a black eye on there, I think, if you're the Democrats and you're looking for any chance at winning. See, I think we're past that point now. Or a woman. They're going to need to add some flavor to the ticket, or I don't think that it's going to – I don't – I just – there's. here's the thing. Because I think Democrats and independents are a little more ob- objective about things, I think of – I think you're going to see a large amount of Democrats that are – that will vote against Joe Biden if he runs again. I think that'll happen. And I think it'll be more than the usual 8 or 9% that you're going to see in any election. I'm making a prediction now. You're, what is you're, it? Going to, you're going to hear my prediction. It's going to be on the internet forever. This upcoming 2024 election will be the first election that the majority of black and Hispanics vote for Republicans. That's crazy. Call Maybe. Maybe. I don't. Right I, you, I'll tell you what. Two and a half years early. Joe, I'll tell I'm you what. It. I'll tell you what I'll do for you because I don't think that's going to happen. But I'll tell you what I will say. I'll say you're a winner if it's a record number. Well, and Trump I already did. Trump that's what I was going to say. Record number. And can he they, still lost. Can they top that is the question. And I, I agree with you. I think they can. They're, it's not, they're not going to do better than the Democrats there. Can they improve on on what they did there? I say yes. Trump was up to 36% of all black vote. 36, which was, you know, quadruple what he's been in since before. Yeah, then. he's not going to quadruple it again. But <laughs> could he get it near 50? Maybe. But he ain't getting it above 50. That's but if they improve on if they improve on the th- on that, I, I'll give it to you. I really will. The Hispanic because- vote is even is going to go even more so to the Republican side. Right, I I guarantee you that I'm calling that right now. The black, you're right. Maybe it'll go up to forty two percent if they I get forty two percent. The right, the Republicans will win the presidency if they get forty two percent. Oh, but dude, they're gonna get. Bad. They're gonna get a minimum of fifty six percent of the Hispanic vote. I'm calling it right now because the the Hispanic people are waking up and they're seeing how you want to Hispanics come here for one reason, dude. To make a better life for themselves, right? <laughs> well, when you flood the market with every Hispanic that you can find, it makes it harder for 
legal Hispanics. I think and they're not I, going. They're not standing for it anymore. I man. think I just solved the Democrats puzzle. Ready? Hit it. Peter Buttigieg, Beto O'Rourke. Ooh, are you kidding yes. me? He's a uh, he speaks uh, Espanol. He, uh, yeah, man. I thought he was. What is he doing down in Texas right now? Is he trying to uh... trying to ban guns? He's. It's not going well. <laughs> As you could imagine. Yeah. Go ahead and ban church in Alabama too while you're yeah. at it, Beto. I mean, come on. <laughs> But no, I thought he was trying to run for like mayor of Houston or something. Well, here's the thing about Beto O'Rourke. He loses every election he's in and then pats himself on the back for almost winning. And it's like, dude, moral victories are shitty in elections. <laughs> moral victories moral victories in combat or is death. So, right, yeah. Hey, just let you know. Hey, we survived <laughs> that gun battle for six hours, and then we got bombed. You lost, right? Like that's not <laughs> so aren't ideal conditions that you want to be in. But I would. I'm telling you right now, I think at this point there is a five percent chance that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, either or, five percent that either one of them is on the next ticket. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I agree. I give it a zero percent chance that they're going to be on the ticket. I think I think next year at some point. Yeah, I think next year at some point. I think Joe Biden announces he never intended on running for two terms. He's going to step aside, and you know Kamala Harris wants to get back into the private sector or some horseshit, and then you're going to they're going to turn around and it's going to be Buttigieg and Beto. I, 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 and Beto's only going to talk in Spanish for like the first six months of the I want you to uh, remember that I, I, that's hilarious, by the way, but I want you to remember that I called it that I'm still sticking to my gun saying that Biden won't even finish his first term. He will resign due to health reasons before 2024. If inflation gets to 10%, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> well, I'm I would suddenly find blockages. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, there's a supply shortage. It's called uh, oxygen to my heart. I got to go. Yeah, you remember I that, Chris that. Yes. Yeah. Look, hey, listen, I, I, I've been very clear from the get-go on this show that, I mean, I call a spade a spade at all points. The presidency has gone poorly. It has gone very poorly. That doesn't that doesn't mean that uh the Republicans have done themselves any favors. I don't think they have. I think they've taken what should have been a very easy and winnable transfer of power back to them. I think that they've blown it so bad. I think they could end up walking away with not winning either house or the White House. I, they're going to win. They're going to win. Listen, it's time to get moment. their heads out of their asses, though. You got to start by cut the cord with Trump, bring in lunatic DeSantis. Let's give us some time to get used to that kind of crazy and see if we can live with it. Well, Joe, you, you should be encouraged here, right? Because if you see the new class of Republican uh, senators, the Sen uh, I'm sorry, congressmen that are running, they are quite younger. They are quite a bit younger, right? A lot of them are vets that are running now, 
Okay, a lot of vets have stepped up and are starting to run for office. They're starting to run Republican. And you and I have talked about it that we got to get some new blood. We got to get rid of all these old hags, right? We got to. So this is encouraging. Even on the Democratic tickets, they're younger, more energetic. They got bigger ideals than uh, complacency, right? That's that's all. That's what we're at right now in this government because everybody loves their paychecks that they're getting. Nobody wants to do anything. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to do crap. Why would she? Why? You know, you get a lot of money for just talking, flapping your gums. So nobody wants to do anything. But these younger, these new, these new uh, primaries that I'm watching all over the country, the younger cats are coming up the bat. Can I just play one more clip? I, I gotta play this because this is Congressman Pat Fallon. He's from he's in the Pennsylvania legislature, okay? The state house of Pennsylvania. Now, again, we have to have the gun debate. And it's we're not politicizing it, but let's be honest. You if you're gonna have the gun debate, guns have to have to come up. No one's gonna ban guns. But things have to get figured out, okay? And the blame game is over. Like, well, we have to acknowledge that we got to do something with guns. I don't know what that is. They, they'll they work it out. Because this is, this is the kind of horse shit that has to stop. Congressman State Rep Pat Fallon has, has no video games. We've heard that get blamed in the violent movies. Pat Fallon has found something else to blame. And... Oh, my God. You almost might give it credence for a second, but no. The truth is, <laughs> guns have always been readily available in this country. But mass shootings, and in particular mass shootings of schools, were non-existent or at least extremely rare until they became a grisly recent phenomenon. So what's changed in the last 50 years? There's been a noticeable breakdown of the family. There's been an erosion of faith. And there's been a seismic drop in social interactions in large measure due to the overuse of these dang s smartphones and the proliferation of social media, which is probably better described as anti-social media. Senseless mass shootings are not committed by well-adjusted, successful, socially polished people. Mm -hmm. They're committed by disturbed, yeah. unstable owners with mental disease. Yeah, do you get that? He blamed smartphones and social media for school shootings like dude stop it that's just we need to start blaming guns don't kill people jimmy twitter does <laughs> oh my god dude I, you know i just i i'm sick of the pandering i'm you know what i guarantee you some of his base is saying that right right and that's why he's got a freaking pander to them i get it right but we this is it's horseshit i promise you if I was able to run, both sides would vote for me. For more, they would because I'm like, look it. You want abortion? Get an abortion. I don't care. I'm not paying for it, but I don't care. I'm not stopping you. Go ahead. But you know, we're Jimmy, not I'll tell you. I'll tell you too. I, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the pandering. I, the, the stuff again that the Democrats are proposing prevents nothing. It Thank makes you. no difference, and you know doing nothing at all it's like you know the argument is well that's better than nothing bullshit you're you're in <laughs> charge of making the rules make some good ones it's the same figure out nothing. a good common sense 
way that you guys can both agree on where you're not penalizing law-abiding gun owners, right? We're not doing that. So what are the steps that we can take? And I, again, Jimmy, I don't pretend to know what they are because I don't, but if they those guys get into a room and start talking, I bet you they could figure some stuff out. Maybe we can make a difference. Maybe somebody's lives can be saved. Maybe a freaking kid doesn't have to worry about going to school and getting shot. Just maybe. I don't know. I went to school and I never had to worry about that, Joe. We're about this. We are the same age. So I know you went to school and you didn't have to worry about it. And now we're parents, both of us, and we have to freaking worry about our kids. This is it's absolute it's absolute horseshit. I'm gonna well, say it. Yeah, it's funny. You know, we we were just past the generation where they used to do drills where they went under their desk for a nuclear attack. Yeah. As if that would have done anything to help you. <laughs> What, you know that, death, that was meant to gamma rays right? won't hit you there. You know that, that was just meant to make sure you didn't see it coming. That's fair. <laughs> if everybody just stays under their desk, that the the explosion outward, it'll be a little bit easier to find your body and whatever remains are left. Exactly. For DNA purposes. Exactly. I mean, come on. But we got to skip that, and now you know we went from our 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 parents being under desks to like our kids are under desks for shooting drills and. Yeah, somebody's somebody's got to do something, right? Again, like I said, it's not banning guns. Guns have to be part of the conversation. I do think that it, you talk about deterrence all the time. If your kid shoots up a school with your guns or guns that you purchased for them, I think you should face an accessory to murder charge uh, and be locked not? up. Yeah, I don't know not? why we're not. There are parents, laws on the book, like like freaking storage laws. They should be, you know what? You want to deter it? Increase the storage loss. You, somebody gets a hang and they're not supposed to get out of your poor lack of storage, you're going to jail for a long time. I guarantee you they got trigger guards on them. I guarantee you they put freaking locks on cases. I guarantee you they put freaking guns in safes. Yep. Deterrence, There's a lot deterrence, of responsible deterrence. gun owners out there. And if we got to tighten up what being responsible means, then let's tighten that up. Again, if that means threatening the parents with charges, then great. Then that needs to be on the books and it needs to be expressly known, right? It's that Absolutely. way if you think your kid might shoot up a school, you're going to do something about it beforehand. There needs to be more programs in place where, dude, not for nothing, I don't think any one of these little freaks has been a shocker to anybody when it happens. Not a one of them. It's like, yeah, that dude was fucking weird always. We always or had something. mental or had mental problems. And, in the but pants. again, that's typically and that's typically, and dude. And that. Not for nothing, Jimmy. Like I don't think when we were in school, like right, there were autistic kids. We didn't know what that shit was, right? You fucking idiot. We didn't know. <laughs> we just didn't know. And so that right. kid was an idiot, and and that's the way it goes, dude. We knew like four or five kids in our school that we picked on, who we definitely thought had the potential to be school shooters. <laughs> You know what I mean? But, you, but yet we're going to continue to pick at them. And we kept you. Know, we were, you know, we were waiting until somebody did something. Um, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And we got out of high school, and then Columbine happened five years later. It was like, oh shit, man, when you piss those dudes off. But you know, look, there, there's got to be. There's, I don't know what it is, what sort of programs or education that we need to put forth, but. There's no reason why this should continue to happen. Basically unfettered, you know, 
again, I think for the sake of the country, it would be great if these two parties could come to some sort of, you know, beyond the universal background checks, straw man loophole, none of those things that would have changed any. Pick your favorite shooting of the last decade, and those those things would not have stopped it. Neither would this bill. Right. And I hate that. And it's not doing anybody any good. Yep. Um, so it's a, we are an hour and eight minutes into the show. I do have to thank our sponsors and everybody for listening. I don't want to cut this show short. I really don't. I don't want to cut it now because I really, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And I think that we're going to have to leave on the deterrence note though. Because we are men in eight minutes. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for Joe Aguirre, who is just – that beard is just getting great, man. I'm really, really liking it. I'm, about I'm, I'm jealous because I can't, I can't grow one. But about to turn 47, bro. This is – I can't know if you could tell, but the it's growing. Like, the whites are popping out like nobody's I'm, I'm, I'm liking it, man. It, it looks sexy. But <laughs> – Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. For Joe Aguirre, I am Jim Battisti saying, as always, good night and God bless. Can expect another wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you don't have your home service for mosquito control and you find you're spending most of your outside time swatting those little pests, or you did have your yard sprayed but you still have bites all over your body, you're in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. All mosquito control service is not the same. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product, one-size-fits-all service program. You can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. The Promise has awarded them an industry-leading customer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCNCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade DeCesare and enjoy the rest of the summer mosquito-free.